Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Alford All. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. The Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zant as the 2020 NFL season has come to a climactic end. And I do say climactic because uh, Super Bowl 55 now in the books and a 43-year-old Tom Brady has won his seventh Super Bowl in his 10th appearance. And uh, he beats Patrick Mahomes 31-9. to in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And I say it because if I said this eight months ago, I don't think anybody would believe me, and I know Rich would be uh, ridiculing me like crazy because that's how absurd the ending to this season uh, is. Uh, As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense um, pretty much manhandles Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City uh, explosive offense. Um, You could even bring some comparisons. I I hate to do it, but you could even bring some comparisons to Super Bowl 19 and the way that offense was stunted and as explosive as uh, it has been at times. Uh, Brady, 21 for 29, 201 uh, yards with three touchdowns in the first half. I think that might be a record. I think it's the first time a quarterback's ever thrown for three in the first half. Uh, At least that's what they were saying. haven't been able to verify it. Steve Young comes to mind, uh, obviously, with his 6-TD performance. But um, I don't know. But needless to say, uh, three touchdowns in the first and no interceptions, and uh, Mahomes uh, struggles with 26 for 49, 270 yards, and zero TDs uh, to go along with his two interceptions. So that's the uh, the first byline there. Fournette had a fantastic uh, game on the ground, 16 for 89, and a touchdown, and, and Gronk, of course, saved his best for last as uh six catches for 67 yards and the big two TDs, um, which were – the big plays of the game, and uh, and of course Antonio Brown uh, saving his best performance of the year as well. Uh, he has the five catches and he has that one touchdown, which was was absolutely huge. So Tom Brady gets his uh, fifth MVP, and uh, you know, Rich, the biggest story coming into this season uh, for sure was Tom Brady uh, as he was leaving New England. I didn't think it would ever happen. And uh, and then it got closer and closer to that it was going to happen. And then he was shopping teams. And when he wound up going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know uh, even then it was uh, you know of course you know they had Evans and they had some some talent there with Arians. But uh, you know it was a little bit of a a curious choice as well when he did do that. Nobody believed it was going to happen as they were the front runners. And then when he solidified it. You know, it was just a shaking of the head. But this stuff never works out, does it? I mean, it never works out to this degree. But to absolutely have everything go in line, this is like a movie. I mean, it's literally like a movie. If I, I you know, you can't make it up. I keep going from my mind, you know, the, trying to rationalize yeah, it. And then I, it's, it's a horror show. That's what it is. Well, you know, a at a certain point. You know what, though, Rich, at a certain point, I mean, it's a horror show, but it's a horror show for not us. It's a horror show for Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and the New England Patriots. That's who it's a horror yeah, I show get, for. I still can't be happy about this. You know? I'm not saying to be happy I'm about sorry. it. Uh, listen, I'm not saying to be happy about it. I understand, you know, you're a Brady haters. A lot of, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying be happy about it. 
I'm just saying it's almost like, you know, uh, not real. I mean, when does this ever happen? The guy's 43 years old. He switches teams. They they get blown out 50 50 to 3 against the New Orleans Saints in November. I know. They couldn't do anything. He goes on the road. You hear me? What's that? There were 7 and 5 at one point. There were 7 and 5 at one point. You know? It's amazing. Uh, I wish I'm going to throw another thing at you. To do this, he goes through Drew Brees at home, Allen Rodgers at Lambeau, and Patrick Mahomes yeah. in the Super Bowl. The I know. three best quarterbacks in football in the last I know. whatever years. I know. Yeah. I mean, you can't make this up. I'm not saying be happy about it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is like I still can't face reality. This is insane That's that ridiculous. this like worked out. I mean, did you ever see – I mean, all three of those quarterbacks you mentioned, though, one of the worst performances I've ever seen them play, all three of them, right? Maybe so, but, it, it, I mean, when do you ever yeah. see it, you know, not work that way? I mean, uh, you know, obviously yeah. Montana got Marino and Elway in their worst performance. You ever, you, ever see, you ever see three of those quarterbacks in a row lay an egg, like uh, that caliber? Yeah, I, no, no, I, I haven't. No, never. But no. <laughs> but this happened. That just makes it even more. I like, I, I just don't understand this. I, this is insane yeah. to me. It really is. I mean, when I and, keep you know, thinking I know you about. Brady had no interceptions. Well, that was thanks to the refs, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I understand. Right. Yeah, I get that. That one was called back. And, and I they, mean, I'd be and they kept and they kept and they basically gave him that touchdown with two other penalties to move him down the field at the end of the half. I mean, that, that was some ridiculous stuff. That that trip thing. I mean, the guy tripped over his own feet. They called it a pass interference. You know, well, he didn't like, trip he over his own feet. Guys. There was contact. There was no nobody said he tripped Very over his own feet. It was whether that ball was catchable or not. He certainly didn't trip over well, his own feet. He, I mean, he, the guy clearly tripped. Not, him. Guy, he, he made contact a little bit before that. He did more to make contact. Rich, he hit his hand. He hit his his feet with his yeah, hand. Yeah. I mean, he clearly tripped him. It's whether or not that ball yeah. was catchable. I hadn't sure. I haven't heard anybody argue that he didn't make contact and trip him. The it argument is whether like, or not the ball was like, catchable. It looked like the contact was before that, and it didn't look like that's what. It looks like he tripped over his own feet when he when he tripped, and I think he did a flop. Because he knew he had contact before and he wasn't going to get the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I you mean, know, it, maybe so. There was he doesn't suspect. need help, Raps, okay? The guy doesn't yeah. need help. All right? No. There was certainly just suspect so calls. Watching this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There certainly was some suspect calls on that drive. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they were there. It's whether or not you call them. I, I, I get all that. Um, you know, it just it basically. Um, what, was the, what was Kansas City's offensive game plan? I mean, how many times do I got to see a screen that don't work? I, I mean, come, yeah. really? I mean, I, I thought their their offensive play calling was atrocious. Listen, you know, they got to run too quickly. Yeah, I think when yeah, they're in the red zone, they, they, they're throwing the ball. I mean, they're throwing bombs when you should be trying to get closer, getting a first down. I, I, I just thought they were really inept on, on play calling yesterday. Rich, for any any regular long-time listener of the show, you could go back and you could check tapes before the start of this year, okay? And one of the moves that was made, and you heard me say it to you on the air, I said it was one of the best moves that anybody made in the offseason that nobody's talking about. And that's when Bruce Arians hired Todd Bowles, and you made fun of me for it. But I'm telling you right now, I told you, Todd Bowles, even though you don't like him as the Jets, you know, and all that as a head coach, this guy is a Joe Gibbs disciple. The guy has been around a long time. He, you know, you know, we had him in Miami, and obviously he's been around the league. This guy came up with an unbelievable game plan, and he really outcoached Andy Reid in this Super Bowl. I don't think oh, anybody he, can he argue that. Yeah, absolutely, I'll coach Andy Reid. And no I'll tell you something that. else. One thing I was I was thinking about you. One thing as I was watching this game, and, and, and really we touched on this last show. Indomitian Sue, how good did Indomitian Sue play this entire playoff run and in the Super Bowl? Yeah. He was like the old Indomitian yep. Sue, S- still dirty too. Yeah. Did you see a couple of those shots? It's still still dirty. He, he yeah. came dirty yeah, again. No flags, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But he was like the old Indomitian Sioux. I don't know where that was during the Miami mainstay. I certainly never seen no. it. But this this guy no. was unbelievable. I mean, him and, and Pierre Paul. And Pierre, uh, Pierre Paul, too. Woo. Yeah, Pierre Wow. Pierre Pro has a resolute, res, you know, I, this guy, yeah. if it was for Alex Smith, you got to give him an argument about comeback player of the year. You know, he had a great year. Yeah. No, he really did. He, he, But this wasn't his first year back, right? No, no, no I'm I don't say that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying back from a catastrophic injury. I'm just saying oh. back from like, just like an average player being back to like being a superstar yeah. again. That's what I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, he became a superstar again. If that's what you mean, you're absolutely right. Yes. These guys smelled blood, uh, and this team started to gel at the right time. And uh, you know, it's just it, it's just amazing how this all worked out. I, I, Did you know what? I, I never he actually joined. He joined the club that we're involved in. You know, yesterday. Number one you know offense. What? No, no, tell me. Kansas City joined. The, it's a third Super Bowl team now. That uh, did not score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, joining the 71 and the 18 Rams. Is <laughs> that right? Dolphins and 18 Rams. <laughs> Three teams that now. Right. Remember, we were all by ourselves for a long time. Now we have company. Yeah. yeah, I remember that three points was for a long, long time. That's right. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so, wow. And, and ironically, the closest team, I think, to getting shut out was probably that Broncos team, right? Didn't Manning score at the end of that game? Weren't they shut out for a long time? Pretty much so, yeah. That was a goose egg into the fourth quarter, yeah. Absolutely. It was, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah I remember that. I mean, as, as I'm watching this unfold, you know, it's just uh, – it, it, it kind of seemed like um, – you know the tide was just turning, and and uh, and the Chiefs just looked deflated. I mean, they just looked deflated. And I think when they came out at halftime, you know, with that kind of a deficit, and they had a struggle to get three points on that drive. And when Brady came right down, and they scored a touchdown, yep. and they almost went, yep. you know, they exchanged three points for seven when they were already behind yep. by by whatever it was. That that was it. You know, that was like I got I got a better one for you though. What in the hell before halftime was Andy Reid calling defensive timeouts for it to give Brady a chance? I don't to know that he was though. I don't think. I think that was Romo messing up. But then I, I know what you're talking. You're talking about when he first did that. But then no, yes. But then on that last that, drive, when, he did, it was no, a minute you're talking about. That. Yeah, he did it first. Like yes, the first play he did. Rich, like, what is this absolutely. Guy, out of his mind? When he started doing that with one minute left on the clock. Yeah. That was really the game. That was really the game because yeah. you know he was. They, the yeah. only has one timeout left. They're lucky they get in the field goal range, and you're basically giving yeah. them a chance to score a touchdown. Yeah, because he was so confident that they were going to get the ball back with his machine gun yeah. offense, and they were going to put quick points on the board. When in fact they wound up giving Brady and and the Buccaneers a chance to go down there and score their third touchdown of the half. Which you're right was pretty much uh, that was pretty much the game breaker right there when he. He yeah. made that mistake and gave them that touchdown, and I think that was to Antonio Brown. That was it. Yes, it was. I mean, that yeah, that, yeah, that was a that was just, major that was mistake. Just, I mean, and you're getting the ball back at halftime. What are you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess from his standpoint, he thinks he's got this offense and that he's going to stop them and get the ball back, and Mahomes is going to go right down and, and give him points and put him right back in the game and then get the ball at half and they can, you know, be close to tying it or, or, or in that vicinity. Yeah. I guess that's the thinking, but, boy, did that backfire hard. And you're right, there comes a certain time where you got to lick your wounds and, I guess, just get back in that locker room and come out for the second half, you know? Because that was a big, big yeah, mistake he, there. It, Eric Bieniemy didn't help his uh, candidacy for head coaching anytime soon no, either. With, no, with his offense, uh, no, for sure. No, he didn't. He didn't. I think that uh, you know, obviously that's you know getting stopped like they did. I think there's a lot of question marks that that are gonna you know obviously did, uh, did come Del, out. Did Dell play in the game at all? I didn't even hear his name. You know, Rich, it's funny you said that. Rich, I forgot Levy. I forgot Levy and Bell was even on yeah. the Chiefs. How about I that? I just thought about it now because I never saw him in the game. Rich, you know, I, I I just thought of that. You're absolutely right. I mean, this guy 
I don't even know if he was suited up. I mean, he did nothing. Something must have happened, and we're not hearing about it because he didn't. You would think because they were talking about how how he's going to play, and they they had that other guy Williams, and it's not Arg Williams. Yeah, I saw that Williams, and, then, and, and obviously and had, Hilaire and had, had a nice yeah, game. Yeah, you know, he was right. running pretty hard. Yeah. He took a lot of hits. I did yeah. not see Bell at all in any facet. No. I don't. I I wonder if he even suited up. I think you're right. Very Ooh, suspect he's... there. Yeah. Why so yeah, quiet I, about it? Right? I just thought about I it. I don't know. I completely forgot about it. Until you yeah. mentioned it, I completely forgot about him. I really did. Yeah. You know, I was looking at how, like, this all just, like, came in. And I know you don't like him, but you can't overlook that move, that Antonio Brown. Did you see that route he put on at the end of the half? Like, you're talking, wow. I mean, that move was just outstanding. It really was. And you're right, Andy Reid should have never, that should have never been an opportunity to even take place. It really was. Um, You know, it's a strange Super Bowl. First team ever. To do it at home, uh, you know, and in their own stadium, um, so many things just kind of lined up, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't, you can't say it enough, but this guy now, what he's done, we talked about it last week. Now it's like out yeah. of the park. I mean, it's not even a debate anymore. I mean, we used to think Montana had four rings and three MVPs, and that was like, a, this guy's almost doubled that. He's got seven and five, and he's going to ten. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's we watch the greatest I know. guy at all time. It's absolutely ridiculous. Try to yeah, get back ridiculous. to one. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I know I'm rambling no. on because I just, honestly, Rich, I, I'm still in shock. I'm really in shock. I never thought that this storybook ending was going to end up like this. When we started talking about him going to the Buccaneers in September, and, and and how this was all kind of coming up, coming about, you never thought in a million years that it was going to end with him holding the trophy up in his own stadium. It's just uh, bizarre. It's really bizarre. I didn't think it was going to happen two weeks ago, never mind that. Hey, I, hey, you know I, mean? I know. I know. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Bruce Arians I mean, gets his first know, Super Bowl. This is a team. Imagine like, if they were undefeated. Are we getting this result? <laughs> I know. I started thinking about that. They were 15 and one. The Chiefs coming into this game, right? I mean, yeah. You know, you 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 wonder. I know. You you, you really and wonder. You gotta so wonder, strange. like Brady. We root against Brady not to do it. Then we have to root for Brady to do it. You know, to knock this team out. That would have been very yeah. bizarre. No, you know? it definitely would have been. It definitely would have been. And let me just say, you know, not to to harp on it, but I'm telling you right now, and it's going all around. New England Patriot Nation, this is a huge dent to that dynasty and and, and, and Belichick's uh, entire system that he'll never erase. I mean, obviously you're always going to have, you know, the Patriot way and all that, but, you know, whether it's right or wrong, the Patriot way and the big debate, was it the system or was it Brady in the system? I'm not saying it is Brady, but that's the way history will show this going down now. History will always show that Brady was the biggest well, like part said, of that system. It really, wasn't, it really wasn't a dynasty because it was such a gap between wins. And then when they started winning them again, the only people that were still left were Brady and Belichick. So yeah, they really did it in two a, stints. They had like a they dynasty, you know? Yeah. Well, they right. won three. Well, they win three Super Bowls in like five years, and then they went back to back yes. on the second run, right? Right. They're, they're, they're yeah. the last uh-huh. team. They're still the last team to go back to back, I believe. They're still yeah, the last team are. to go back to back. So, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, I understand what you're saying, I, but yeah, I think, you know, when when people look at how much they've dominated in the history, you know, um, this is a huge craw in the side of uh, Boston and the New England Patriots organization and the fans. It just is. It just is. And there's oh, yeah. there's no Patriot fan that is happy about this. They are all miserable now. Granted, there was a lot of bandwagon people who were Tom Brady fans, right? There's a lot of people. This guy attracted a, a, an enormous amount of fans sure. to that organization and to him. Now, whether or not you consider them, you know, true New England pa- Patriot fans, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people carried over and they're ecstatic and stuff like this. But for a true Patriot fan, for somebody who went into the stands and watched Steve Grogan, <laughs> you know, get sacked, 
seven times in a game and, and battled the elements in, in 1978, they're not happy about yep. this. There's no way they're no. happy about this. They may be no, they may be pissed off enough at Belichick and Kraft that they you know they're okay for Brady doing it, but they're not happy about this. This is a major I wonder by the New England Patriots. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. I'm winded. We'll come right back after this. Second and nine and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Flyer on the catch. Dan Marino has now thrown for more yards than anyone else in the history of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Dolphins Legend Show. You got Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant coming at you. Just a reminder, you can uh, check all our uh, our past and present shows. Get them delivered right on your phone. Just go right to the iTunes Store, search Pat Catello Show, and, and you can subscribe right there. And uh, of course, you can send us any questions or comments at PatCatelloShow at Yahoo.com and uh, catch us on Blog Talk and uh, YouTube and all that fun all right. stuff as well. You ready for the update? What do you got? Le'Veon Bell. Was the, was dressed for the game. He was one of two Chiefs who never saw the field during the game. The other one is Chad Henne. <laughs> <laughs> really, just Henne and him. That's it. Now Henne, yeah, obviously, and, we know. And, and there's no word on what happened, why he never got in. And, and they, <laughs> it was a quote in the article that. The the guy dressed in drag that was the streaker had more yards than Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very true. Which, by the way, I, I, I have to tell you, unfortunately, the streaker did not get in the end zone. 
he was stopped short yeah. of the goal line. I yeah, watched I heard him he got times. Wasted too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He got stopped short. He's on the one yard line. He was tackled. So he's lucky yeah, the late like, I mean, Curtis wasn't in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I think that the only – I mean, I don't know if something happened there. I mean, I guess their running game was working well enough, right? So, um, uh, you know, uh, but that is very strange that you would get in a play or two for sure. Never, so something must like, have went down. I mean, come on, something, something must have happened, you know? Yes, for sure. So, he had an incident with somebody. He must have had some kind yeah. of a, uh, some words or something with, uh, with the enemy or the running backs coach or something happened because you would absolutely get yeah. in the game. You know. Yes. Uh, yep. is, is that his first Super Bowl? You know, I think so. I would yeah, think I so, right? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh hasn't been to the Super Bowl in a long time. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I yeah, would have thought. That was it. Now, yeah. coming into this game, the big debate was, is this was this the greatest matchup of quarterbacks in the history of the Super Bowl? And that's what I've been waiting to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, not even close. Not no. even close? No, we've had better ones okay. than this. Okay, well, give me your top three. Well, I think Montana Marino, number one, right? Okay. I mean, I wouldn't argue that. You know, yeah. I think so, too. You know, I don't think you get much better than that. I mean, you can make an argument for, for Peyton and Breeze, you know? Yeah, Peyton and Breeze ain't touching Nothing this one. better than that. Pain and Breeze isn't know, touching this though. Mahomes, you know, is a two three year guy. I mean, is he Yeah. Well Marino was a, was was a two year guy. Yes, but, yeah, but we know what Marino is though. You don't know what this guy's career goes from here. You so know? you're judging it on you're okay, so you're not judging it at the time. You're judging on where this will right. be in ten years from now. Yeah, I mean you don't think Patrick Mahomes is kind of career this guy has. I don't know. So, so, you don't nobody knows. You know, you don't know. Okay. Does he rebound for this That's, or you know, I mean, he. You know, listen to me. The second half of the year, they were winning by like six points a game, and he wasn't like overly impressive. No, now, he wasn't impressive at all. I'm not no, saying he's finished. I, I'm not saying, but you know, you can't put him down like you know, you know, in the United still yet. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I think there's a couple things to be said about this. I think what what needs to be said is I think he was a little banged up towards the end of the year. I think we know that. I think he was a little yep. banged up, but I also think that. People are starting to not figure him out, well, but figure ways to right. con- contain him a little bit better. And, 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 you know, so when you add those two things and, you know, maybe figuring out the Chiefs offense a little bit as well, um, you know, that, that's all how to think. I understand where you're going with that. And, and he has had a remarkable three years, uh, MVP, two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl, MVP and victory, you know. Um, uh, so judging from it, you know, uh, on projecting where he would go, I guess that does alter the things. The ones that come to my mind, obviously, I think Marino-Montana was the greatest matchup thus far of a Super Bowl of, as far as quarterbacks. I think that you, ha- you have to weigh Montana and Elway as well very high. Uh, on that list, and then yep. I, yeah, yep. and then uh, you know this this is very high. Depending on where he goes, this could ultimately you know that everybody's putting this at number one, and 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 I would you know pump the brakes a little bit on that, oh, but this could you're, obviously. You're forgetting about the best one, uh, Collins and Dilfer. <laughs> yeah, Collins Dilfer is not the worst one. It's not the worst one. It's it's oh, you mean just two guys? Oh, oh, oh you mean as far as just the two worst? Yeah. Right, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you meant as far as <laughs> off balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Collins yeah. and Dilfer. No, there's all off balance ones. Yeah, yeah, Grossman and Peyton. But uh, right, yeah, right. Collins and Dilfer have to be the two worst that's ever been there at the same yeah. time. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you, you know, you had uh, Bradshaw and Starback, obviously. That's extremely high yep. on the list. Oh, really uh, you, you had yes. Breeze and Peyton, like you said. You had Russell Wilson and Peyton. Um, you had uh, uh, Favre and Elway. So you've had some real big ones. Uh, you had Kelly yeah. and Aikman. Um, yeah, you had but, Greasy, yeah. Greasy and Starback. You had Bart Starr and Len Dawson, you know. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So there's been, there's been some really big ones, but I think we yeah. named what would be the top ones. You know, I mean, you had Tarkington too with Bradshaw, um, but yeah, as far as the the, the, the top ones, 
talk, talking to the stabler. Yeah. I think if you had to like narrow down and, and pinpoint, you know, I still think you're looking at the Marino Montana, Elway Montana, uh, you know, like that. Um, yeah. uh, maybe Farb sneaks in there, uh, and and uh, you know, um, yeah, and, and I guess you know, Pete and Breeze. But I guess when you look at the guys they picked in that ten greatest quarterbacks of all time. You know, uh, Rodgers and Breeze not in there. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to go by that at all or if you're going to take uh, – put Rodgers in place uh, in there, I think I think if Rodgers makes that, I think he would replace Favre. That's just my opinion on that. Um, but uh, so, you know, just to calculate that into the mix a little bit, um, you know, I don't know where you, where you see that. But, um, yeah, so nonetheless, it was a, it was an unbelievable matchup that did not live up to the hype as far as the quarterbacks go. Oh, it was a as crappy far as game. The no question about yeah. it. The yeah. game overall was, was really bad. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, what, no what, doubt. What, 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 it was a real stickeroo, you know? You know, Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than any team. Than any team. <laughs> any team, Rich. Any team. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's insane. I don't know I what's know it's going ridiculous. on. I think I'm yeah. in the twilight zone, man. I don't understand it. It's crazy. You know, yeah, every time so every time the Super Bowl gets played, you know, I use it as a barometer as to how far or how close the Dolphins yeah. currently are. I just do. Yeah. And every year... It's it's just striking blast of cold air on my face, and yep. I don't know that this is any different. I mean, I look at this and uh, well, you look at you it know, like I, this. One way you can look at it is, you know, the the Buccaneers what had a losing record last year, right? And then they won the Super Bowl this year. They, you know, obviously they got Brady, but they also made a lot of veteran moves. They brought in like a semi older All Star team to surround Brady with talent, and it worked. So, you know, it can be done, but not the way we do things. <laughs> well, you know, you know but, but but your statement there really detracts from how much of a huge piece Brady is. I mean, I really think he's oh, the difference. And, and, and oh, because yeah. I mean, do you think they would have done it with Jameis Winston? They don't sniff this game with that. Forget Jameis you know? Winston, man. I don't think they do it when you, when you take a veteran star quarterback. I don't think they would have done it uh, with anybody sure. else. None. Yeah, you know. No, well, I don't think they would have done it with Aaron Rodgers. I think when Brady comes, when Brady comes, look look at what you got to right. give up to get a franchise quarterback. They got him for free, which is yeah. totally insane in this day and age, right? But I think what happened. Yes, absolutely. But when a guy like that comes, I think he brings a certain amount of confidence that just transpires throughout the locker room. To everybody in there, I read some article on it, and it basically said like the, uh, the 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 team photographer becomes like a Super Bowl photographer. Like it just goes throughout the entire organization because you just have the feeling that you're going to win the Super Bowl or be competitive to go there. Like that's what the guy does. I mean, he's been to yep. the Super Bowl half of his career. Basically, every other year, the guy who's been to the Super Bowl. So hey, when hey, he look, comes in I'm this organization. Gonna, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to downgrade what he did. It's amazing and this and that. But when they were 7-5, and five, the rest of the year was a patsy schedule until the playoffs. They struggled against a journeyman quarterback with the Redskins. If Alex Smith plays, maybe something's a little bit different. I can't say anything about What's reason. Really? That's what you got? You got the 7-9 and nine Redskins ending this? Are you kidding they me? Because Alex with, Smith with a, plays? They almost did with an That's arena guy, got? bro. That's where you're they going? They almost did with an arena guy. I got you. Yeah, I mean, they didn't almost beat they Donnie. Had I got they you. Had <laughs> they had him. Alex Smith plays, they may win that game. Alex Smith sending this? Yeah. Alex Smith yeah. sending this? I, I think he should have. Come on. Yeah, I really he do. Got the, he got the six and ten. I'm telling you. That's what's ending this thing? Something that he almost kills you. That's when you can't yeah. be stopped. You know yes, you gotta end yes. it soon. 
You know, I agree. I agree. That does happen. I'm just not. You know? so, I'm not sure that that they actually do end it there. But yes, I understand what you're saying to a degree. I still think you're a little insane. No, <laughs> but okay, I, must... I got nothing else. I can't explain this crap. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, I really can't. I know. And because there is no explanation, I don't know where the deal was made. Something went down. I don't know what yeah. happened here. Oh, it's just oh. insane. It's just, just I can't figure it out. There's no rationale yeah. to it. Um, but you know, I like getting back to my point. I always weigh it as a barometer, you know. And uh, you know, I think the Dolphins have some pieces. But I said all year, you know, pump the brakes a little bit here, because as you saw, I mean. They did a lot of good things, and they made a big transition, you know, from a five-win team to a ten-win team. But that's an easier leap, in a sense, I think, and I've always said, than going from ten to thirteen, which is why I think Buffalo had the better season. And on your point, too, let's not forget, nobody had an easier schedule than the Ravens. I mean, they had a cakewalk at the end of that season, you know? And that wasn't enough to get them going enough to the Super Bowl. So it, it helps, but it does take a little bit more than that. But, you know, the Dolphins had a tough schedule. We know that. But ultimately it didn't end in a playoff berth even. And, and, and of course, most ten and, and, and six years do. This one didn't. And I think that there's a lot of room, you know, for them to go. But I think, you know, they did a lot of good things. Uh, but, I, I I see this. I see all these Super Bowls as a little bit of a wake up call to see what you really need to get to if you really want to, you know, win the Super Bowl. I still think you're, you know, you're a pretty good size away here. So you're gonna have to make some pretty big strides in a lot of areas. And you're right. They did bring in Indomitian Sue and 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 they brought in fearful. Uh, um, well, Pierre Paul was already there, wasn't he? Pierre Paul was yeah, already a there. Years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he missed yeah, the but year. But I'm though. saying Remember like he had that neck, he had that neck injury, so he like missed. He did, the, but the I think he played. Yeah, but I think yeah. he played last year, though, didn't he? No, he did. I'm not saying he didn't play last year, but I'm saying he, he missed almost a full year of the contract. You know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, it was basically all the offensive weapons, right? I mean, you bring in Gronkowski, yeah. and and then you you, yeah. you bring in uh, obviously Antonio Brown, and you, you have uh, you know guy like guys like Jordan Whitehead and guys like that. I I look at them, and I see like that's that's where you're really building like a really really good team. You know, guys like that in the secondary and the way that defense played. I mean, Winfield, I mean, Antoine Winfield was phenomenal. Uh, Guys like that, Devin White, you know, those are the guys that, you know, that are making that defense scary. And that's what you really need to win. I see some of that on the Dolphins' side. I do. I do see some of that. I just think that they're missing a couple uh, pieces here and there to put that together. And I guess what you know, if you can ultimately get the Dolphin offense to where it's it, it's it's in control, then you might see that defense step up. So it's in the right direction. We've talked about you know uh, the picks and stuff that you had and the veteran moves, and you just pointed on it how they've made the veteran moves to circle around Brady and 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 bringing him in, and it just all kind of gelled at the right time. And uh, hey, you, you know, you know and, like I said, well, I've been saying this for years, but you know, it's really evident now. You need game-changing guys that can put points on the board. That's all. You know. You, you know. Hopefully, we have our our franchise quarterback in house now. And you know, you need a, you need a couple of dynamic receivers and a, and a you know, and I think a better better running game. And I think we could do some special things. You know, we had the tight end already, and I think there's some nice you know pieces. You know, I think we have second and third string running backs. I don't think we still have the guy. You know. I don't think we have the main bruiser that we need. But, you know, I think we're in the right direction. If, you know, if we stay pat and we do the right things with these first-round picks, I I think we can really turn the corner, you know? Right, but you need some stock out. You know, yeah. You're not going to win with, you know, with these no-name garbage-picking guys that they go out and, you know, get from somebody's practice squad. It's not going to work. Well, you know, you know? I, I thought about that, though. But I remember, too, like one of the things that pops out in my head is that, uh, when you look at like Kilgore, remember how you went crazy about a guy like Kilgore 
that they brought him yeah. in. It's ridiculous. And then he starts in the Super Bowl. He starts. And then they, I watched the yeah. same thing. They had linemen last year starting in the Super Bowl. It was a starter on, uh, on Tampa as well. Like, these guys are there. I mean, so obviously the talent was there. I mean, these guys are starting in Super Bowls on 15-1 teams. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's got to be more than that, right? Well, uh, they like, lost, you they lost their starting – they're starting. They're starting center signed some with somebody else in a free agent, so that's why they brought Kilgore in this year. He wasn't there last year. I, I got you, but I'm saying like you went yeah. crazy two years ago with him. The guy started yeah. on a 15 one team. This guy. I got you. I know. Yeah, I got you. You know, you were fighting with me, and I said he was a good ball player, yeah. but he didn't do good for yeah. us. He got hurt early. But so you don't really know what that. And Lennon Fournette, you thought was a ridiculous signing. And this guy, you know, he was probably third in line for the MVP of the Super Bowl. So it's just, it's a weird thing. I mean, you know, these guys, you have to get your share of them, you know. But I guess, you know, you can go wrong there, too. You know, I don't know that I would consider some of those guys garbage picking. Some of them, yes, certainly. Like, you know, in the running well, we're backs. We're known like for that, though. You know that. Yeah, we are known you for know, that. We are known for that. I mean, if Gaskin didn't have the year he had, it would have been amplified, you know? Yeah. That's yep. a perfect yep. example of that. All right, yep. last break. We'll uh, come on back wrap this up. This is Don Shula. Happy to be on the Pat Cotillo Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Cotillo. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. stretch and uh, just remember uh, we got a big draft show coming up this year so uh, check us out uh, on that well the next show will be uh, the draft show where we will uh, 
see what the Dolphins do as we were talking about. Um, you know, they're in a good position to make a lot of moves here. Uh, so, you know, depending on what they do with these moves and free agency and the draft and all that is going to determine uh, whether this team is going to take the leap um, from the, the 10 and 6 team that they are right now. Uh, you know, uh, uh, forward, and that's a big leap because I always said, you know, going from five to ten is difficult, but it's much more difficult to take the next step and stay true. Because as you see, the Dolphins have, you know, they've had ten and sixteen, even eleven and five, um, but then they seem to regress right after that. So um, this is where you can really look uh, to see, you know, where they where they go. Now the uh, NFL had their. Uh, Honors, I guess you'd say, um, <laughs> and uh, there was uh, some surprises, I guess. Um, Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. Uh, no surprise there. Um, although uh, two surprises came to mind. Uh, first off, you know, be hard pressed. Uh, two thousand yards in Derrick Henry, so he wasn't even really in the conversation, which is a little surprising. And then Aaron Rodgers announces his engagement. Well, he got the offensive but, player of the year. Did you see that? If you're the MVP, shouldn't you be the offensive player of the year too? Well you could be the defensive you could be defensive and win the MVP. No, Lawrence but they can't Taylor Aaron Rodgers got the MVP, right? But he doesn't get yeah, the Lawrence offensive Taylor player of the year. Well, Lawrence Taylor won the what MVP. I'm saying? I got you, but I'm saying Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. So he should still be the offensive player of the year then. Yeah, yeah, if he wasn't uh, the best offensive player of the year, how does he win the MVP? Right. Yeah, right? I hear what you're saying. That because, because they, they added the award to to throw a bone. <laughs> that's what that's what it comes it's, down it's, to. It's moronic. I never heard of such nonsense. It's like you know. Yeah. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers you know, announces his engagement. How about that? You're just going to keep overlooking that. I don't know he's dating anybody. He's, apparently, he's dating uh, Celine Wibley. The actress Shaleen yeah. Woodley and uh, they're engaged now. Danica Patrick must be uh, thrilled about that announcement. <laughs> I think that, that probably came out of left field, huh? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I heard they were like dating three weeks or something. Yeah, so yeah, that was just surprising too. Um, you know. Uh, you know, the big talk uh, was the player, defensive player of the year. While you're on offense, the defensive player of the year is 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 uh, a, a big. It's a big uh, award. Controversy. Um, what's that? Big controversy. Big controversy in the sense of who won it. Donald Donald really shouldn't have got it. That's what a lot of people are saying. It should have right, been. Right, right, right. Well, you know, that's, uh, yeah, well, that's DJ, what I'm saying. Yeah, DJ Watt yeah, or our is, guy, you know. Right, yeah. right. This is this is a big award. Uh, Jason Taylor had won it. Um, it it's yep. a big award. Now, when, getting back to the like, this is a different thing than the offensive player of the, of the year, right? Like that you were just saying. Yep. It is. Well, defensive no. player of the year is what? What? Rewind. What? I'm misunderstanding what you said. Okay. The. Remember, we were just talking about the offensive player of the year and how Derrick Henry yes. won that. Is that the that's yes. different though than this defensive player of the year, right? No, same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then I'm so 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 they've always had these two awards. Why does the defensive one know. seem so much more important? I I, I don't know. I, and I, has I've, the never, off- I've never. I gotta be honest with you. I always heard, like, the MVP, you know, we heard the defensive player. I never remember the offensive player of the year. That seems Neither to be do new. I. They're always should, That's why I'm – Really, it should – It should be the MVP. It should be the MVP. And, like, if, so if, if, you're the if MVP, it's an offensive player. Yes. And then if you're a defensive right. player and you get the MVP, obviously you should be the defensive player of the year. Right, and right, right. Very confusing. Yeah, That's why I said I both awards of what. Yeah, I don't know, but you know. Just, so this defensive player of the know. year award always has so much esteem, and from what I'm gathering, the reason why we've always held it in such high regard is because nine out of ten times the MVP is an offensive player. A hundred percent. Yes. That's why. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
Okay, so um, getting back to this now, obviously, Xavier Howard, well, there was a lot of talk. Nobody's had 10 interceptions in a year in a long, long time. And yep. not only was he overlooked for this, but he didn't even come in contention. He got three votes. No. I think Watt, Watt yeah. got like 13, and Aaron Donald got like 20, 20-something. Yeah. 20 I mean, so uh, this was – you know, I started hearing that towards was, the uh, end of the year. That would have been huge for Watt because that would have been the first brothers to ever win it, you know. Right. I started hearing towards the end of the season, towards the very end, that Aaron Donald was going to be, you know, should should be this. And then I said, where did he come from? Because it was a Howard-Watt discussion for the last two weeks of the year. And then in the playoffs, all of a sudden, Aaron Donald, who, by the way, make no mistake, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football, bar none. And Aaron Donald is is arguably the best player in football. I mean, he's phenomenal. That's not what we're talking about, though. Did Aaron Donald have the best year of his career? He certainly had a great year. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he should have won this award. And I was just very confused because, I mean, he came out of nowhere. It's almost like they knew and it was leaked. That's what I believe. I believe it was leaked because I started hearing the talk about it. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, my son's a big Howard fan. And I I started saying, I don't think he's getting this. And for some reason, I think Aaron Donald's getting this. Because out of nowhere, all he hears is Aaron Donald. I never thought they'd give it to Howard. I just didn't. I just, I just think that he wasn't getting as much respect and being a quarterback and, you know, they're in love with the Watt family, even though T.J. did have a good year. I'm not downgrading that, but, you know, you really think you're going to – a Dolphin is going to win over a Steeler on a defensive side in an award if it's that close, you know? Well, it turns out you're right on both accounts. Yeah, I mean, it turns out you were right, even if he didn't. I mean, it wasn't even close in the voting. So, you know, there was that. Um, now, Justin Herbert won Rookie of the Year, and uh, Chase Chung won Defensive Rookie of the Year. So we're splitting that now? I didn't know there was. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was two one. either. Yeah, so that's confusing yeah. to me. Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach, wins Coach of the Year. Um, I know a lot of Dolphin fans are in uproar, but i got to be honest with you. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But I would have, you know, I thought the Bills coach uh, was the coach of the year. I mean, since when did this guy Harvey become Uncle Floyd? What's with these jackets, right? What, what, what happened? Oh, Steve Harvey. <laughs> the guy was doing this. Steve Harvey, you look like Uncle Floyd with these jackets. Right, right, right. right. I mean, it's got to be a comedy show with this, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's I mean, what it's he, become. He I made mean, like he made Clyde Frazier look like he was a conservative dresser. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? I mean, do you agree with me on, on the coach though? I mean, I, I would have given yeah. it to Sean McDermott. I thought Sean McDermott was the coach of the year. I don't have a problem with Stefanski. I know the Dolphin fans are up in arms that Flores should have got it. I honestly don't think he should have. I mean, I think he did a very no, good job. I, no, I've, I've said my job. point with going from. No, Five to no, ten is difficult. Sure. Ten to thirteen is much more difficult, and that's what McDermott yeah. did. And as far as the you know the, the Stefanski, I mean it's the Browns, right? It's the Browns. So you got to give them a lot of credit for for getting them yeah. there. And, and let's face it, we were trying to make a playoff who's spot. Guy, what what coach did you want? Who's who say on? I thought Sean McDermott was the coach of the year. Buffalo. That's a Bills? Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Bills. Yeah, I thought he Never was the coach of the year. I don't, you know, I, we don't have any love for Buffalo, believe me, neither one of us. But to be honest with no. you, I thought he was the coach of the year. I mean, you know, that that he, team he was, can't argue you know, with he yeah. can't yeah. argue with it, you know. And and, and yeah. I think that that leap from 10 to 13 is really hard to do. Usually you're a championship team when you do that. And you know, going from 5 that. to 10 is difficult. But Tony yeah, Sperano went from... One to yeah. eleven, you and know. It, yeah, I mean, in the eleven range, if you stay in the eleven to thirteen range for any amount of time, you're a hell of a team. Exactly. You know? That's the point I'm making. Like the Dolphin fans, we're at ten and, and six right now. We've been here before. You need to make that yep. next leap because every time we oh, get yeah, here, we've regressed. Because it's, 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 
definitely easier to go backwards at this point. We, we much easier. Much easier. Yep. In fact, it's very hard to, to make that transition. You know, and, and last but not least, we'll say well, uh, the Walter Payton Award goes to Russell Wilson, so he wins that. That's a big award. Um, that's basically in a nutshell where that went. And, uh, and you know, we, so we've seen the, uh, the in memoriam, and a lot of legends were lost this year. And, of course, Jim Kick, Jake Scott, and Don Shula for, for Dolphin uh Dolphin Nation was really rough to take seeing those three big ones oh. right there. Is uh, just uh, really push, put a pit in your stomach. And we were close with them, you know. Yeah. The, the worst part was about it. I mean, we knew all three of them. I mean, it, you know. Tough year. Tough I mean, year, Rich. I, really we tough year. Knew losing Shula was going to be awful, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, the other two hurt and, too. I mean, it was bad, you know. No doubt about it, buddy. No doubt about it. And uh, the Dolphins announced their honors. Uh, they had their honors as well this week. And Xavier and Howard won, won, wins the, uh, <laughs> the Marino MVP award. <laughs> they got that going for you. <laughs> and Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, wins the Don Shula Leadership Award. So don't say nice I never gave you nothing. It's a very nice trophy. It's a very nice trophy. And before I uh, get to my last point to end the show, uh, which I know you're uh, like a roaring lion in the gate. So before you jump out, let me just uh, throw this at you. They did a poll on rivalries. <laughs> they did a poll on rivalries in the NFL. And I wanted to see what you think of this. Um, this is the AFC East rivals that they put as what are the biggest rivals for each team, okay? They said yeah. that the biggest rival for the Buffalo Bills is the Miami Dolphins. Okay. The biggest rival for the Miami Dolphins is the New York Jets. The biggest rival for the New York Jets is the New England Patriots. And the biggest rival for the New England Patriots is the New York Jets. You agree with that? No. You don't? The Jets haven't beaten the Patriots since, like, uh, you know, that Hendricks was playing. That doesn't matter, though. That doesn't matter, though. I think the Belichick and Parcells part of that supersede that. I think ever, I think ever since Belichick left that organization after coaching them for 17 and a half minutes, uh, and then winning, <laughs> and then winning six Super Bowls, I think that's that uh, uh, you know an ammonious uh, anguish in the Jets organization towards New England that will never go away. So I think the hatred is is the most for them. I, I think that might be true. And then you had Parcells jumping ship. There's no love lost with the Jet fans and us, that's for sure. No, there there's not, times. but I think that, that I think you know, that supersedes it though. I think that does supersede yeah. it now for some reason because first you had Parcells jumping you know, jumping there and then coming back and then the Belichick. I don't know. I that's why I threw that out. And, and, and the Patriots I, I don't know. Who's their biggest rival? Is it the Jets? When you beat somebody all the time, I don't see it as a rivalry. I see it as a as a beat. You know what I mean? They, they don't really yeah. compete with them. You know? Okay. All right. So lastly, you know, like, as uh, like before, like before the Red Sox won the World Series in '04, right? And they always said the Yankees Red Sox was a huge rivalry. It was such a one-sided beating by the Yankees all the time, like. What kind of rivalry is that? They're just It's a one-sided beating. I mean, it really didn't start to come into a rivalry until 04, right? No, nah, I mean, you had 78. Like, was you won every big game ever. Yeah. They, but they said the Yankees dominated them. There was not one. You couldn't point still to one. It was the rivalry, though. It's still the rivalry, the Babe Ruth it's thing. It's a rivalry, but it's like, Williams you know, okay, yeah, but it's like a beating. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. you know I don't right, know. So, the rivalry, really? I thought the right, rivalry so, we have to go both ways once in a while. I guess. Take a deep breath now, because uh, right, Dolphin go. fans were obviously uh, upset because the 2021 uh, uh, class of enshrinees uh, for the NFL Hall of Fame was announced, and Zach Thomas uh, didn't make it. But Alan Fanica, Tom Flores, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Bill Nunn. Drew Pearson and Charles Woodson. Now, we disagree on some of these, and I know that there's some that just make you livid. Um, and uh, you know, Where when you, you when start? you look at, uh, you know, uh, Steelers highly represented. Um, so uh, 
you know, the one thing that I will say is that, you know, with all the chorus commercials for the last few months, I mean, obviously they were tipped off that Tom Flores was going to make it. He deserves to make it. He should have made it 10 years ago. I'm not saying that. But, you know, yeah. let's not be silly here. I mean, they knew he was making it. He's yeah. been on a beer can and, and, and a whole marketing campaign. They weren't, weren't going to do that whole routine without him getting in. Without, without him getting in. So, so, yeah. so who's being naive now, Kay? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, and okay, yeah, she so deserves it. I'm glad he's still alive and with it to yes. enjoy it. You know, because I hate when they you put know. these poor guys in when they're when they're either too old or you know they, they're gone. You know, it's not fair. You know, but ditto, um, ditto. let me tell you something. This John Lynch thing is ridiculous. Okay, I mean, you know, nice player. I don't think he's been in the top ten safeties that I saw play in the last twenty years. I mean, give me a break with this guy. And, you know, <laughs> ridiculous that he's in the Hall of Fame over, and especially, you know, over Zach Thomas, though. The other one is Drew Pearson. You know, again, nice receiver. He's never the, never looked upon as one of the all-time greats. Hey, give me a break with that. I mean, Cooper well, Clayton, I feel sorry for him right now. There's, there's so much better than this guy. And then the third one, you, you can't find another stealer to put in, so now you can look at a scouting department. Really? I mean, a scout gets into the Hall of Fame. What's that? Okay, let, the best peanut vendor in in, uh, in Pittsburgh goes uh, in? The beer vendor? Well, let, Who goes in next? Let me repeat. Allow me to retort, if I may. Okay. Uh, John Fine. Lynch, I said, I said all along, and you, you fought me tooth and nail with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, and I told you when it happened, defense was going to get – Enormous accolades. Derek Brooks already in. Warren Sapp already in. Here's Lynch now going in. Uh, of course, Tony Dungy, you know, built that team. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. And 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 I said, you know, without a doubt, I, I think that Rondé Barber is going to eventually be in the Hall of Fame as well. Now, uh, what may seem a little absurd about that is when you look at the the '72 Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> who are one, one of the greatest defenses of all time. He got Nick Bonacani, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> no Anderson, well, no, no Scott, I'll, I'll, no Fernandez. Dick Anderson, okay? Lynch couldn't tie his shoelaces, okay? I'll tell you that right now. Dick Anderson yep. was a thousand times better of a player than John Lynch ever ever dreamed of being, okay? How about Dick Scott? Anderson doesn't get any credit whatsoever. I'm not, I'm, I didn't get Scott? there yet. I was going to say Scott. Oh, well, I just oh, named, yeah. I named Scott and I named Fernandez. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm saying with Dick Anderson is always the one that like you like you know they say is on the cusp, and like John Donlin just walks right in, and they don't give Anderson any credit whatsoever. You know, it's just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, oh, he didn't walk right in, but um, you know, but he did get in. And then uh, you know, uh, Alan Fatica obviously was a stealer. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, there's your representation. Uh, I don't know who. Bill Nunn is. I'm not going to make any comments. Obviously, he's a great scout. I mean, they were phenomenal. But, but like like you said, I didn't know they're, they're putting scouts in on this. Um, the first thing I said to it's, you, it's, that's it's all well and good. Where's the greatest defensive coordinator of all time? The greatest defensive coordinator of all time is Bill Bill Armsparger. Bill he's not in the yeah. Hall of Fame, but we're putting scouts yeah. in. And this guy's the greatest defensive coordinator, in my opinion, that ever ever coached the game. He's not in. I don't care. Well, now don't, we're doing scouts. I don't care if he's he the greatest scout that ever lived. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, put a plaque up there and describe who he is. He doesn't go in the same wing as everybody else. I mean, George Young, it took him a thousand years to get in. Now they're putting scouts in. Well, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I don't know. Just, yeah. It's kind of strange to me when I look at some of the guys, especially like Arnsberger. And then finally, um, you know, Drew Pearson. I think Drew Pearson does deserve to be in there. I mean, he's the he started Why? the Hail Mary with Starback. He's uh, I think he's in seven Pro Bowls, and I think he his numbers are you know, what's that? He pushed off. Is that he what you're saying? I think yeah. there's I think there's worse in there. Right, right. I think Is there's he better than Reggie Wayne? Uh, you know, it's such no. a different game, and Peyton Manning in uh, in that offense and stuff. It's very different, yeah. Rich. I mean, Drew Pearson played in the Drew Pearson played in the era of like the, you know the, a lot of these guys yeah. didn't survive the first quarter. It was so brutal what they did to these receivers. So I don't have a problem with Drew Pearson going in. When I was growing 83 up, eighty-three, eighty-five were much better than Drew Pearson. 
Yeah, but don't put words in my mouth. I'm not downgrading them. I'm just saying that, uh, no, you know, I think they don't get a sniff and this guy goes in. It aggravates yeah. me. Yeah. You know, know. It was, again, we don't have enough cowboys in the Hall of Fame? Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going back to the Stallback area now still? I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, what, what happened between when he retired and now that he's in the Hall of Fame all of a sudden? Right? <laughs> Well, you know, easy because we have some little players too. Let's go back through a couple more Hail Marys the last couple weeks. What happened? I missed some. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you very shortly for the draft show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Better go we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment, then she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing. 